we'd like to present Not Seen Before Inside BJJ. Get in now. Hey, this is Tim. I wanted to thank you for listening to today's show. I wanted to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Leave us a rating and a review. Helps us out a lot. Tell your friends that you train with about the show. You can also get the app. Go to your favorite app store for your Apple, Android, or Windows mobile device and search for Inside BJJ Podcast. It gives you all of our awesome, amazing shows delivered fresh and hot to your phone every day when you're ready to listen. You can also get a premium subscription by going to InsideBJJ.com slash premium. It's $1.99 a month. You get access to our full back catalog, every program we've ever done, and our premium-only shows. And it also helps us keep the lights on at Inside BJJ. Get yourself a shirt. Go to InsideBJJ.com slash donate. It's 30 bucks. It includes the shipping, and you get a nice, fresh T-shirt designed by the one and only Edwin Frias. He's a great friend of the program, and it's an awesome, amazing shirt. You can also help us out a lot by using our Amazon click-through banner. Go to InsideBJJ.com. On your way to Amazon, click on the banner. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Choking, 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 choking,
patience of man. All skills is a hustle. We love a good tussle. Proving abilities with speed, agility, and muscle. Mixed in with a steel chin and all head. My blows turn you red, or I submit you instead. We was raised in these concrete jungles, holding cages. Now we knocking rivals out in steel cages. My jab set you up for a blow to your blind side. Explosions of pain like you was hitting the drive by. Knuckle up, knuckle up. When you see this hook coming, better duck. Knuckle up, knuckle up. And if I miss my hook, I set up my uppercut. Knuckle up, knuckle up. Better guard your knees to your guts. Knuckle up, knuckle up. I catch your ass in a submission and choke it in the dust. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Inside BJJ Network. This is the very first edition of the Big MF Experience. Yes, I ripped off Joe Rogan, and yes, I hope you sue me because Tim Freeman will be the one paying the bill, and we'll get a lot of good publicity from it. Thanks for that. That's yeah. real great. That's great. Because, because you wouldn't be denied. You demanded this because the Sweatshop podcast was pretty good. If you're a hipster. It was pretty good. If you're a hipster right. that does jujitsu, Girls on Grappling was nice. If you're one of those perverted guys that likes to hear girls talk because you don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> the Ernest Mellow Project, it's on the right track, but there was something that was still missing. There was an itch that you weren't getting. So now, because you demanded it, we're here today. And I thought to myself, I need a co-host and I need a first guest. And I walked through cyberspace and I seen this guy by the name of Blast. Bloss, sorry, Bloss from MMA on Blast. And I thought, man, this guy is on to something. I'm going to see what's up with this guy. Then I run into him right after that um, at the Global Knockout fights, and we're talking, and I'm watching Nick Coring, who we have in studio here today, put a beat down on one of the you know best fighters in the area. So I thought, you know what? This is going to be it. This is what we're going to do. And luckily enough for me, Nick was nice enough to come here on a Sunday early in the morning with a broken hand. And um and when I was up till four in the morning too. <laughs> was he was he partying or but celebrating just, your victory? Uh, no, I was just kicking it at my house a little bit, hot tub, hanging out, having a few drinks. That was um that was a, an amazing fight. Um, I've been I've been watching fights for a long time, and at all the local fights that had one had a really had a real big buzz to it. Everyone was interested, you know, because. I've been hearing a long time, like, you know, Nick Coring is going to be the next big thing that comes out of Stockton. And, and you've beaten everyone they put in front of you, but you hadn't fought anyone at that level yet. Yeah, yeah he's big experience vet, beat a lot of people. You know, he has like 40 wins. Did you think it was going to, going into this thing, did you expect it to be that dominant of a performance? Uh, like, you know, I figured we might have to do like some jujitsu and I was like, cool with that i was like because everyone's like oh i don't do jujitsu you know I'll, oh well not anybody that trains with me like uh everyone who trains with me is like yeah do whatever but everyone else is like no don't do jujitsu with him you know all the online shit talkers they're like oh yeah he'll get tapped out i'm like motherfucker like, <laughs> you, you don't even know you know so i, was, I, I wanted to kind of try and tap him out but uh then uh when i was warming up i was like i even told my corner man lucas gamaza i was like hey don't be surprised if I knock this guy out with the first punch I touch him with. I had broken ribs, so I knew I couldn't grapple then. 
So then the like game plan changed to last week. I was like, I'm just gonna knock him out. So how how bad were your ribs hurting going into that fight? Oh, uh, dude, I had like the whole bottom left side. Of, they're, they're hurting right now, sitting. I'm like, uh, you know, the whole <laughs> you got a broken hand and broken ribs. All the cartilage in there. I I didn't actually break the bone, but all the cartilage in there, and I got like this weird hard knot now that's there for life, I guess. So I'm a little <laughs> deformed. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably gonna have a lot of those deformities before your <laughs> before your career is is over. Um, what, at what point did you hurt your ribs training for this fight in training camp? Ten days before the fight, I I, uh, I was rolling with uh, chiropractor Bob. Uh, we were all well, we were all doing wrestling rounds, and it was like they were like Shark Tanking it, you know, because if you win, you stay in. So you do that up to five guys, and I, I was four deep. And as soon as the fifth guy came in, super athletic Bob shot a double. I uh, was resisting, I was uh, sprawling, 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 but it just got, you know, I was going to get taken down, so then I turned and hit the switch, and when I went to hit the switch and sit back, and, uh, you know, c- come out the back, it just mm. stuck. And oh, I see, yeah. It got cr- oh, God. Yeah, and then they even made that horrible... <laughs> oh, man, you heard it? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I, I think you broke my ribs. I'm done. I'm done, guys. I'm Take it easy. And then they're like, oh, no. Then he's like, oh, man, you got a fight coming up. So, you know, I feel hella bad. And I'm like, you should. You heard me. <laughs> <laughs> Were you very – was it bad enough to where the, the thought the, – did the thought even enter in your head to pull out of the fight? Oh, dude, I, this, this whole fight camp was the worst in my whole life. Like, injury after injury after injury. It, 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 I, I started thinking God hated me for a minute. <laughs> I was like – but then I was like, maybe he's trying to test me. I don't know, you know. I was like, maybe he wants me to just stick it out, salve it out, and do it, and I'll win. I don't know. I was like, maybe he's testing me, whatever. And then, it, and then it, you know, one injury. The first one, like, I started training for this fight two weeks before Nick Diaz started training for Anderson Silva fight. Oh, that's nice. And so I trained with Nick the whole time. I sparred with him, got ready, grappled, you know, Joe Schilling, our team 11, all these guys who are just some bad dudes, you know. Some really bad motherfuckers. <laughs> Yeah, they are down. Kron was down. We had a bunch of good grapplers, good kick. We had all the, we we had the best kickboxers and a bunch of really really top level grapplers come down. Um, so you train with all these high level people like on a regular basis, and I mean not like you know I know what happens in training stays in training, but how do you do against these dudes? Do you find yourself being dominant or getting sometimes. your ass whooped or like uh, it, it's, yeah, so, you know yeah it's training man. Sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes you're the nail, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> For the most part, I, I, I'm not the nail, you know. I You're mean, not the nail. I'm like, I, I not not usually, you know. With uh, grappling, I feel like uh, I dominate most, you know, everybody almost. And uh, with uh, the kickboxing, man, uh, it's good, you know. It, it it's a lot more wars, but I mean, sometimes, dude, when you there's guys that that's what they do, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah, it. like a shilling. Yeah, you know, or you know, I do CrossFit in the morning, and then. Uh, <laughs> And then I go uh, grapple for an hour, and then they're like, hey, put on your sparring gear. Let's, you know, do some rounds. You know, you can't always be the hammer. You can't always be yeah. the nail. It's training, you know. Um, Have you heard about um, Jamie Varner? Varner just talking about, like, he retired and, and why he felt like he retired early. Yeah, it's because he's probably one of these stupid MMA geeks who <laughs> never wears fucking headgear. You know, like, uh, there's MMA schools. Yeah. Almost all of them, they're not all sparring in proper gear. They don't have groin protectors they don't like when they're doing like boxing or kickboxing or whatever like they don't have groin protectors they don't have 
a decent headgear or sometimes like half yeah. the schools they don't wear headgear and they don't all wear 16 ounce gloves you know, like, i never did whenever yeah, i was I, training <laughs> i was like what what are you guys trying to do to yourself i'm like you guys gotta fight people anyways so why try and up yeah. your concussion rate you know sparring's about getting the distance yeah. timing feeling of fighting without taking the damage of it you know learn yeah, the mistakes yeah, now exactly. and work on them and progress but you know some people just it's like big dick contest you know, and, uh, <laughs> my dick's bigger than your dick yeah you know and they're they, they're in there with 12 ounce bag gloves and no headgear and throwing full-blown head kicks like i mean uh any camp that i ever talked to and they're like oh yeah you know we we spar we don't use headgear i'm like oh all right so you know you're gonna be like muhammad ali in another <laughs> punch drunk yeah yeah oh and you start getting knocked out easy after you start getting concussions all the time yeah, once it happens once some like he was saying some other some other dudes are saying look on in retrospect that they wish they would have sparred a lot less that they wish they would have cut their sparring back to like maybe once a week or even once every two weeks yeah i mean i i don't i'm i'm not a believer that you need to spar every day either but you know you you got to what do you do to train for a marathon you got to run, run. Yeah. what do you do to you know train for a swimming competition you swim yeah you want to train for a fight you need to work some sparring whether it be grappling, MMA rounds, boxing, and then you work with um your boxing coach is um is Rodney, Rodney Jones, right? Yep. How did that come about? I uh, cyber stalked him for about a year <laughs> and a half, and I uh, just kept bugging him, hitting up people that I know knew him, get his number. <laughs> I was like, and then, and then it just went about, went about, and then uh, eventually I bugged him and told him I was going to pay him enough money that he hit me back. Because I um because that's really interesting right there. Was he like thirty three and three or something like that? Thirty eight and three. Thirty eight and three. Yeah, he's the man, you know. And how how old is he? He's like not that old. He's like forty five. He's pretty young. So like he only retired like six years ago. He's not that far removed from being a really great fighter. And then he's your coach. He's like, faster than me. He's faster than you, right? So like, uh, where do you rank him? Like, is you think he's one of the best boxing coaches around? I I think he's the best. All around packaging, and I think he for me he is because we're both left handed. Uh huh. We're both. And you're a real left handed. Yeah, I, I, I write and do everything with <laughs> yeah. my left hand. So this is fucked up life I'm living right now. And Nick Diaz, he's not left handed in real life, but he boxed southpaw. Yeah, right, yeah. Mostly. Same with Nate. Yeah. You know, uh, they're both like they're both uh, forced southpaws, I guess you say. You know, uh-huh. uh, they're not like natural born. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Me, I was actually born left handed and did everything my whole life left handed. But uh, so. Being having a broken knuckle, I'm all fucked up. Yeah. I guess. Um, you know, I want to ask you about too. I heard, I heard, I think it was your interview with um somebody, and you were talking about when you first started training with Nick and Nate, and Josh had fought one of their dudes, right? And yeah, then yeah. how did how, how did you first hook up with them, and what was that like when you guys first trained together? Um, it, it was cool. You know, I mean, at first, the very first day, they're like, um, at first we just went in there and we we're doing the jiu-jitsu class with Andre Defretes. He actually has his own place out here in Stockton. So that wasn't that long ago then. Um, it was a uh, 2008. Oh god, that was that long ago. Andre yeah, was we're here back old, in... man. You know? <laughs> that was when he couldn't even hardly talk English. Man. I didn't realize he had been here for even that long. Yeah, you know, that that's when he like that. Now he's like all custom to everything. We've been trying to get him on forever, but he's he's insecure about his um English. But I think he talks fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he talks. He talks great, man. Uh, you know, he's got, he's came some long way too. You know, he's. Really good God, man. That guy will crush you, though. Yeah, man. he's a beast. Like, uh, I, I remember rolling with him, and, uh, you know, some he'd try every now and then. Uh, 
he'd try and uh, tap, he'd make you tap out by uh, getting a mount and turning it to a sit on you and grabbing your lapels <laughs> and uh, controlling a leg. And, you know, he thought it was the funniest thing. And, like, <laughs> I, one time I was like, I'm, I, I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, man. I'm not getting tapped out to this kind of bullshit. I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I even told, I looked at him and I told him, I was like, not happening. And he's just laughing at me. He's, he's a good guy. I like Andre. So, um, that was 08 and you showed up to the jujitsu class. Oh, yeah, Well, yeah. Back to the point. Yeah. I showed up to the jujitsu class and, um, we did the jujitsu class and then, uh, they're like some, I, I guess there was like some talking in the background. They're like, Oh, these motherfuckers, man. <laughs> he just fought Bobby. Huh. He just fought Bobby. Like, Two months ago, and now he's here. He's like, all right. So Josh, Josh fought. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby uh, um, Taylor. He guillotined him in uh, the second round. Okay, it was like a slobber knocker fight, though. You know, I mean, everyone was getting punched real hard. And then you guys were with Dave Lawson, then. Yeah, trained with him. That's when we were with Dave. And then uh, when we went over to Nick and Nate's, uh, so then that we did the jujitsu class, the gi class, and then after that, they're like, all right, hey guys, get your, your fighters, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're like your fighters, and we're like, yeah, yeah. And then he's had like, you had had you had had you fought yet? Yeah, at well, that point. Um, no, no, I was getting ready for my pro debut, but I fought like four amateur fights. Four amateur already. fights. And then they're like, all right, we'll get your gear on, you know. And then uh, Chris quit a quit another fighter buddy of mine. Uh, well, he wasn't my buddy then. But, uh, <laughs> That's my tag team partner. We attacked a giant pizza one time and, and lost. <laughs> Dude, that guy, can, he always tells me about how he can eat. Man, I've never, I've never hit the. Yeah, for the record, though. for the record, I think. We didn't finish the pizza, the big kahuna. We couldn't do it. It was a monster. But I think I had a couple more slices than him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Chris, you suck. No, <laughs> no. It was all, no, that thing was that thing. That pizza was a yeah. fucking beast, dude. Yeah, I, no, no. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, little Sean, he's like a little um, uh, sambo jujitsu guy from Manteca. He always talks about taking on food challenges with Chris Quitter <laughs> Quit. And he can hold his own, but that, that pizza was way was way beyond me and him. Um, so, um, so then they asked if you want to spar. Are you nervous? Uh, yeah, I was nervous. You know, I mean, it's like Nick and Nate was there and then Chris was there and I thought I was going to have to spar Nick and then Nick called out Josh and I was like, oh, cool. Dodge the so bullet. he wanted Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, cool. Dodge the bullet. Oh, know? fuck, dude. We were all watching Nick. We were all going to Nick Diaz fights, watching him fight, you know, for a few years. And then I was like, all right. And then little did I know, Chris Quidditch, like two and a half weeks out from a fight and that guy gets in he gets in like awesome shape like his when he's in there training full-time his boxing kickboxing cardio is like one of the best and Mm -hmm. uh so then i uh, him and josh are fighting and they're just like going josh is like one of the toughest guys ever for the record you know yeah and they're just like going back and forth all crazy and then uh me and Chris Quitter quit are fighting, and I'm like, all right, it's like the third or fourth round. I'm starting to get tired. I'm like, boom, 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 and moving, and he's like, just coming. Could you coming. feel like anim- a little animosity at all? Like they it, were it was because like, of the Josh fight, or just. I or? felt it a little bit, but I felt more it was like, you know, like a test, you know, uh-huh. like, oh, are these fools yeah. bitches who are just going to, you know, yeah. spar one time and be like, oh, this is too much for me and leave. And uh, then we sparred with them like five rounds each. And then. Um, from then on, they were cool. They're like, "All right, you guys are cool. Yeah, come back, come train." And that was be your, here every day. That was your yeah. spot from from then on out. Yeah, they'd be here every day, and I was like, "All right, cool." And then, uh, yeah, there's there's a ton of different stories with that. Yeah, yeah I would imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, um, I remember when I uh, I've told this before when I first met Nick through Steve. I had been training at the Lions Den, and and they had left, and Steve was starting something up with Bob Shamrock, and I thought I was tough. I had like a inflated little bit of an inflated opinion about where I was at and what my abilities were. 
and Nick was like 16. And then so like Steve's like, Steve kind of called you on the mat and I watched you go and, and coach both these. It was a little nerve wracking because, you know, instead yeah, of just pairing up and rolling, there's two guys on the mat and everyone's watching. Yeah, you yeah, the whole classroom. It, yeah, it's a little, a little bit more nerve. So he calls me on the mat and then he calls Nick and I'm like, fuck, a 16 year old? Like, why the fuck is he picking a 16 year old motherfucker to kid to, um, to get on the mat with, with motherfucking Lion's Den, Ken Shamrock, motherfucker. I'm going to smash this guy. So um, I take him down, and immediately he's got me in an arm bar, and he's like, got it straight. And I'm like trying not to get your arm not, Yeah, and I'm not wanting to tap either. At the same time, so I'm kind of embarrassed, you know? And then so my arm pops like – it didn't break, but it popped like – I don't know. It popped two or three times, and then, and then I tapped. And then I got fucking depressed. I'm like, fuck, I just got smoked by a – 16 year old like i thought i was fucking tough dude i thought that you know that i had my shit together i knew what i was doing and i got so fucking depressed after that that i don't think i trained for about a year <laughs> shit. and but then when i started training i was I'm, I'm online i'm looking like you know on gracie fighter and nick's just like just won like two or three tournaments and i'm Beat like up chris lytle and like someone else and i'm like why the fuck did i quit over that shit i should have just kept going but like but it fucking fucked me up yeah yeah no it, it, you probably thought he was a normal 16-year-old, and then little little did you know yeah. he grows up to be fucking Nick Diaz. Yeah, and then, then so like the last, very, very last time I think I ever sparred with Nick, it was back when he was going to fight. Um, he was supposed to fight for Elite XC, and I think it was, um, it might have been Eddie Alvarez, was yeah. that fight they are talking or about. the Hawaiian it. guy? One of the, I don't think it was the Hawaiian, I think he was going to fight Eddie Alvarez, but it never happened, so he asked me to put on the gloves, I'm like, oh, Man, I thought about I thought about leaving, you know. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're in my car. I thought about leaving, and then so me and my other buddy Lewis, and then so Lewis went first, and he just fucking dropped him with a nasty body shot, you know. And then Lewis ended up getting back up, but everyone was everyone was screaming at him to get back up, but you could tell like he didn't. He, he was mentally defeated. He was mentally he was defeated, <laughs> and like I was he thinking, was fuck, I hope he doesn't do that to me. And, and he was actually he was actually really nice, and he never really hit me that hard. So yeah. he must have liked me. Yeah. Like, yeah, or just like that other guy. Yeah, I know. Or, or just wanted to test that other guy. Um, so you've evolved a lot, though. I was I was I was watching like your first fight, and you like just you've changed a lot since you know your your first fight. And what I noticed is a little bit different about you is like your jujitsu is a lot more aggressive than like a lot of people that come out of Gracie Fighter. Do you think that's an accurate statement or or? Yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, I train a lot of like real life jujitsu. I feel like uh, Randy uh, Spence, mm-hmm. my instructor. You know, he he really pushes that you know a lot of that old school strong techniques and, little steve heath style almost yeah, yeah yeah you know steve heath too um and uh i'm a bigger stronger guy you know and i i really enjoy the techniques you know, you know the ones that and just yeah i, I do a lot of top game jujitsu too i, I started bottom out, game is nice though i mean yeah, for, yeah, I for a big a for guy. a big strong guy you wouldn't expect you to be is is as well as you are off your back. The first uh, four, three or four years I did jujitsu, I was almost only a guard guy, and then uh, I'd get a sweep, and then that's when I then I'd try and go for like an armbar. But if I went back on bottom or whatever, or you know, I wasn't worried about going on bottom because that's where I always started at. Yeah, um, and then you, you you've changed like your physique. You've changed a lot. Your physique has changed. The way you look has changed from you know from from your your first fight yeah i was like 17 and or eight. Yeah. I, I just, no i just turned 18 on uh my uh first pro fight and now i'm like in my mid-20s so and you went been training since you were 15 yeah 15, 15. So that's all you mostly that's all you've ever yeah yeah i try i tried working a couple normal jobs you know <laughs> and then i was like 
Man, this is so much horrible. <laughs> How old are you right now? Uh, 24. 24. So, like, I mean, I mean, you've gotten to a spot right now that a lot of people have never gotten to. I mean, where you're 8-0, you just beat Jaime Hara. But there's a lot of guys that have gotten to that spot, too. Like, I just, just looking back at my life, like Isaac De Jesus, he was like 8-0. Not that he won't go further into the UFC, but he certainly didn't get to where he wanted to go. Tim McKenzie didn't get to where you know he wants to go either. What do you think? What do you think is going to be different about you where you're at right now, and why do you think you're going to succeed and make it and go all the way with it? I think most of those guys they either rushed it or something horrible happened to them. You know, yeah. like uh, one like you know Tim was like fighting like four or five times a year, and then uh, something happened to him, man, and then all of a sudden he just you know kind of his performances I feel like weren't as strong, and then you know. Then all of a sudden he was gone, and I think he hasn't fought in like five years. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's probably done. He may, I mean, you never know. But um, I actually did. A, we did interview it um, with MMA KO together uh, about a couple months ago. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, a couple months ago, and I, I didn't even think he lived in the states anymore. I guess, I, I guess he doesn't live in this state like full time. And he's like an airplane stewardess or something. Yeah, and yeah, I know I he's like, doing that. I was like, man, and he's like telling me I was diet. It's hard to diet, you know, when being on a plane all day and stuff. I'm like, dude, that's awful. Like, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make that money. You know, there's not that much money unless you're like, I mean, top level fighter. God, that shit way back in the day, that shit with Tim. McK- you know, I don't think he were around that much back then, were you? When that kind of popped off when Tim left the Gracie team and, and- I wasn't. Yeah, I got there in like early '08, and I think he'd been gone for a little bit, but. I mean, I think that that – I mean, I, I've always liked him. I thought he was a good dude, you know, whatever happened between everyone else. But, like, I think that was a mistake. I think switching camps so many times, like he did, hurt him as a as a fighter. Well, I mean, look at where all the other guys who were going somewhere at the camp are and, yeah. you know, what happened with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he's not in the UFC and, you know, making the money that, like, Nick and Nate and Gilbert are, you know? And, I mean, it, it, he jumped the ship at the wrong time, for sure, you know? I mean, he had a good run, though. I mean, there's probably a lot of dudes who would like oh, to yeah. have a run. That yeah, was, no. I would have loved to have had a run. That was, that, I, I mean, I, I had one fight, and that was it. So I would have loved to have had a Tim McKenzie run or even an Isaac De Jesus run. I would have fucking loved to have been. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he's fought in every big promotion ufc wec uh i think he might have even fought at strike force at one time i don't know but uh you know hats off to him for getting out that that much you know but uh i mean not, not entirely not entirely but a little bit you remind me of him a little bit because you should smash dudes like like he was kind of smashing dudes in the beginning yeah, just, like, yeah his- no. people uh, i've heard that a little bit before because he was aggressive you know he goes out and did it but then you know yeah, I had the um. So I had the 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 most unpleasant ex- experience of my life ever when I watched you beat the piss out of my good buddy Anthony Garcia. And, oh, yeah. and um, so um, I remember him texting me and he was asking me if I knew who Nick Coring was. And I'm like, why the fuck are you asking me if I know who Nick Coring is? He goes, well, I just took a fight against Nick Coring. I'm like, you did what? You know, you haven't fucking fought in like forever and you and why the fuck do you want to fight like one of the best up-and-coming fucking guys around and he's like i don't know dude it's just like offer me the fight i'm gonna take it and then you you know you pretty much pretty much smashed on him 
But um, I was like, you know, I, if I were you, I wouldn't take it so bad because you got beat up by one of the most up and coming dudes, uh, up and coming dudes around. But um, that was pretty vicious, though. Yeah, no, yeah, he's a strong little fucker, man. I was like, he's a strong guy, you know. Uh, I, I, in that fight, you know, I felt like I was better than him everywhere, like jujitsu wise. I was like, all right, I've probably been doing, I've been, probably been progressing my jujitsu longer than him you know consistently i don't yeah that, yeah that's for he sure he was fighting and then he wasn't fighting and i was like you know i've been on a constant this whole time yeah yeah and then boxing wise i was like i'm too tall and uh, i got too much reach and i'm probably yeah one of the things i usually have over to other guys in my division is they're big uh, they're like big guys and they move like big you know kind of like lumbering and they do like you know like robotic with their shots and yeah you know fast fast twitch i try and like be a lot more agile with fast twitch muscle you know like with my combinations in and out you know boom 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 out and a lot of guys are like sluggish and they're lazy on getting out i was actually um scared to be honest i mean I don't want to, you know, he's my boy, but I was kind of scared he was going to get hurt really bad in that fight, you know? I mean, not that he's not a tough guy. He's a tough yeah. guy. He's a strong, he's a strong guy. Like, just because of his power, he could be dangerous. But I was a little, I was a little nervous a little bit that he might really get hurt. And I was glad he didn't get hurt, you know, yeah, t- yeah. too just bad. in the few little cuts and scrapes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Bru- but, bruised ego. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. But, you know, I, you know, he came back and he fought again and he lost another fight. But, again, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be so down on myself if I was him. I mean... He takes dumb fights, man. Like, you're why, telling me. Why, why is he fighting? I mean, Adam Corgan, he was one and one. I don't know, man. I, uh, but, you know, so it wasn't It wasn't on paper. That no, but he was a taekwondo champion. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's an Olympic. Alpha male. Yeah, Olympic. I've trained with the guy before. He's good. You know, he's like an Olympic level taekwondo guy. His ground game's not bad. And uh, wrestling's not bad. And he's really lanky for the weight class. You know, he's real tall. Super tall. And, um. You know, yeah, his hips were on point that night, too, you know, because Garcia got, like, four or five takedowns, man, but... Got he tired. Couldn't, he, he couldn't hold... Well, yeah, he's too damn buff. Yeah, I know, He right? should be fighting at 45, but he's, like, all yoked the he's fuck out and can't quit... He's slowly come, coming down a little yeah, he bit. he can't quit <laughs> lifting weights and fucking eating protein shakes, you know what I mean? He needs, he needs to quit eating... He is a muscle head. Like, Dude, yeah, for sure. I, I saw him at the Wayne's when me and him weighed in, and he was being all, like, aggressive and I'm like, all right, you know, like... Don't let, don't let it get to your head, man. I know I'm not as buff, but you're going to get worked for it, you know, doing that. But even when I did fight him, dude, I got him in a triangle, and I didn't hook the leg immediately. And his little ass picked me up and slammed me. He tried to rampage my ass. You know, um, that was the... That was like the only moment where I thought if he's ever gonna if he's ever gonna get anything, it's gonna be right here. If, yeah, if, no, if he has a chance, this is the, and then and then you held on to the triangle. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I wasn't gonna triangle. do the abort and then fall. You know, I was like, all right, I guess we're going for a ride. You know, I just tried to make sure my back was all curved, so then my head wouldn't hit and get me all rocked or anything. You know. Yeah, that was like, and then, I, and, and then I was like pissed because I knew that was going to be like a highlight of the yeah. fight. I was like, this well, think about it, dude. I mean, there's a good chance. I mean, a lot of people think that you're going to be a UFC fighter. You're, you're going to go. So, you know, you can show your kids that picture, you know, your grandkids that picture. Yeah, uh, I actually saw someone tagged him on something on Instagram, and I clicked on his Instagram, and <laughs> there it is. It's like this black and white picture of him, like, having me, like, up over his head, like, in like a, and I'm, like, all grabbing on and shit. I'm like, this guy, he's like, 
if it were street, if it were on the street, he would have died that night. <laughs> if we were on the street, I wouldn't be triangling you. Yeah, I'd right. Bunched you a bunch, dude. <laughs> like, we know if you take a, if you take that bad of a beating, you gotta you gotta fucking get a little bit of um yeah um, I don't know pat yourself on the back somewhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I I you know I, I told them after this fight the same thing. I'm like, man, you know, if you're gonna be living in Stockton. Make the trip over and train with all the other fighters. Dude, I really think that would be like the greatest them, like, idea for like him. Me, Mike Persons, Lucas Gamaza. We got a bunch of other jujitsu guys and a bunch of other fighters. Zach coming up. A bunch of a bunch of different guys. You know, Chris Avia for you know would help him with his boxing stuff too. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different Nick and Nate. So many different guys that could help him because you know he's not going to be able to be all buff and. <clears throat> And only spar one or two rounds, you know, yeah, at our no. gym and get away with no, it. No, right. <laughs> he's going to lose 30 pounds in, like, probably, like, six, seven weeks and, you know, get his rounds in. Like, I really wouldn't I really wouldn't be so down on myself if I was him after losing that, even though he lost his last two fights. Yeah. I, most guys, I would, I mean, I would be straight up. There's a lot of guys that say, you should quit. You shouldn't fight anymore. I don't know if I feel that way about him right now. I, I don't think he should quit. I just think he needs to get his, you know, shit together. Get it right, man. Quit. Quit powerlifting or bodybuilding or whatever you're doing to be uh, all muscular and uh, you know he's over muscled. Yeah, no, you can. That's he, true. <laughs> his hands are all big and weird and muscly, and you know he's got too much chest muscles and stuff like that. You know he has beach muscles. They yeah. they hurt you in fighting. Um. So and then uh, I want to ask you too. So you were training with um you know Nick a lot for his fight coming up against Anderson. Yeah. Like, what did you take away from that fight? What was your take on the whole situation? I thought um you know I I you know if it was a uh, judged by real fighters or judged by real you know people who knew it like if that fight took place in thailand and was judged by like you know let's say even just kickboxing thai you know thai muay thai or muay thai um judges nick would have won every single round almost damn 10-8 because he was being so passive you know he's running away from nick and he'd only have like these little spurts where he'd even move forward with his strikes he was trying to strike and move away it was so funny when he Nick came out and laid down like that was like that was so hilarious. I know like, I, I went out for that fight in Vegas. You and, were there, yeah, yeah. I was there and I was just you know I was like holy shit, dude, it's going down, you know. And then as soon as I saw Anderson Silva step in the cage, I knew already that Nick had the fight because he was like he looked scared, man. He, he looked like he didn't look like Anderson when he was going to fight Yushinokami. Yeah, or. Uh, or not Chael. He was kind. Of, he was a little scared the first time with Chael. I felt like, and then um, like when when he came out, like you know how he fought everyone else, Dan Henderson, all these guys. You saw confidence in his eyes, you know, and his in his body language and everything. And when he came out to yeah. fight Nick, he he was. I don't think he's being. I don't think he's. Himself, I don't think he's been confident since he got knocked out, like it, yeah. against um um. Um, White Weedman, I don't think he's had the same confidence. Oh, shit, man, uh, that's a rough two fights. I mean, he's fighting the best one eighty five er there is, especially the second one because but not just the God. not just the leg that broke, but he was getting fucked up before that. I did he got dropped? He got his guard passed. I think he, he got knocked out in the first round and came to almost. Yeah, like. yeah, no, and then he got you know freaking Weidman's trying to knee bar him and mess with him, you know, and Weidman's just got his number, you know. I almost um. Felt like I felt like watching the fight with Nick and Anderson that 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 there was moments where if Nick would have pressed a little bit more he might have taken him out and and I never felt like there was a moment where if Anderson would have pressed a little bit more he would have taken Nick out. 
Yeah, no. Uh, Nick dominated, uh, you know, almost every round. Uh, there's, uh, I think, the fourth round, or no, it was the third round that Nick might have lost. And then other than that, he had all of the rounds. And people are like, oh, yeah, but look at their face. I'm like, man, Anderson's blacker than Cole, for one. So <laughs> yeah, right. You can't see. I don't think Nick's face looked bad in that fight compared to other fights. I no, don't well, I was gonna, he, he's, Anderson's blacker than Cole, so you can't see any little bruising or anything, you know. And Nick's fucking skin's like paper, man. He cuts and <laughs> he cuts so goddamn bad and bruises bad, you know. I mean, just like if it was George... If George St. Pierre versus anybody he ever fought yeah. was uh, judged on damage to the face, George loses every fight. Cause he would have lost to Hendricks for sure. Oh, dude. Or he would have lost to Nick for sure, too. He had he was all – his face just – like his skin just scratches and gets that raw. Like he has a thin skin and just gets all bruised and like he had a broken nose. And I'm like he didn't – he always just has uh, – he always looks beat the hell up. And how, and then, you know how crazy was it, though, that he was – it seemed really weird the way he was crying after the fight was over. Like almost like, almost like he was having a little nervous breakdown. Um, I swear to God, I, I don't know. I don't think you have nervous breakdowns when you're on all those well, anxiety drugs. Anxiety. Like, I, don't, I think you're kind of like a zombie. <laughs> how, how do you feel about all the testing you got to go through as a fighter? Like, I mean, you, you know, like um, let's say like you're having. I mean, what if you were having real legitimate anxiety issues? You can't take something for that. I think Nick smokes a lot yeah. of weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing, though. That yeah. I mean, it's I just think it's ridiculous that that you get suspended and fined for smoking weed. I don't really see where it's performance enhancing or where it's a dangerous drug. You know, there's there's two different kinds of PEDs you test for. Either you know, there's the steroid uh, muscle. But freak. That's definitely performance enhancing. Yeah, muscle freak. Uh, you know, guys like that. There's perform. There's two different PEDs. There's the performance enhancing drugs. And then there's the partying enhancing drugs. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and they, the guys who test, I mean, at the same time, you know, you can't be like weed. I don't feel like helping anybody do anything besides relax. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Whereas, uh, you know, there's guys who are freaking testing positive for cocaine. Cocaine. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That, you might, you know, you might have some life problems if you're doing cocaine and stuff. So That was so weird, man. That whole John Jones coke. It almost, I mean, it, I, I heard a lot of weird things about John Jones. I heard he's like. You know how he talks on camera and everything, mm -hmm. and, you know, I heard he's, like, this real, like, shady, like, kind of almost, like, psycho, like, you know, difference. Like, he's hella fake. Like, everybody says yeah, he's fake. Character. But, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's a character, dude. He puts on a front for everybody, and then really... Have you, ever, like, have you met him? No, 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 I haven't, but I heard about him, and he, he's all hood and... uh you really? Know, he's, he, he's all hood because he looks he, like a... Like a little, yeah, he, well, it's a character he plays. He wants to play like the, oh, I'm an upstanding citizen. Yeah, like uh, a, yeah, someone, on the, someone you see on the Cosby show or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks like uh, one of the Hustables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Talking about Cosby, too. What yeah. the hell happened to Bill? <laughs> say it ain't. God, Damn. you know, say it ain't. Yeah. I, say it ain't so. Yeah. We had um, Ernest Mello, who's on the Inside BJA podcast. Oh, has, wait, wait. He's uh, one of Eric's guys, uh, too, from the past. Yeah, yeah. He has this great um, Bill Cosby impersonation. And he did this bit on the show where he was Bill Cosby talking well, to Lloyd. Put it in popsicles. <laughs> uh, you know, whoop, whoop, whoop. 
he's talking to Lloyd Irvin about he's Bill Cosby and he's Lloyd Irvin. He's doing both, and he's talking to Lloyd Irvin about date rape as Bill Cosby. Oh, God. What, what are they doing? Exchanging techniques? Yeah, he's like, you know, when the, I can't even do it, dude. But no. when, you know, what when you already know what woman. you're gonna do, and you just want to get there faster. <laughs> I'm gonna put in popsicle now. <laughs> what do you think there? Do you think um, Bill Cosby is innocent or guilty? <laughs> no comment. MMA, MMA, no comment. Uh. No, nah, man. You know he's got a lot to hide. Basically, he's been hiding away from the media like that for all these years. He's so yeah. fucking old, man. Who cares? Get over point, it. He got away with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, man. He's it's Bill done. Cosby. You bitches probably wanted it anyway. You know, he's it, one of the most <laughs> famous guys ever. You know, if you want, we can edit that part out. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> Yeah, we'll edit it out. <laughs> hey, man, I was uh I was wondering, man, like with a fight like this, do you get more confident with your boxing skills since you know you were injured? I know you're uh you know, you're not worried about it going to jujitsu, but the fact that, you know I mean, like I said, when I was at the fight I was uh man against the back wall and I heard the first punch and I seen like you was destined. You was just like, All right, now I know he can't stand with me. Let me make you know what I'm saying, how how do you feel about your boxing now? Do you get a little more confidence after a fight like that? Every time you win, I feel like I get a little bit more confident. But you know, the stakes get higher each time too. So I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't want to come into a fight ever this injured again. You know, I, I did this pretty much because the fight was 30 minutes away from my house. You know, I was putting it on for the fans. I sold half the arena out. George sold pretty much the other half, and then everyone else scrounged for tickets, and then was mad it was sold out two weeks ahead of time. Yeah, I don't think it's ever sold out before like that. No, it? no, it hasn't. And it was me fighting there. It's like 30 minutes from my house. And a lot of people that I know live right around there. And then uh, uh, George Girion, who fought that night, um, a native tribes. Uh, he's one of the Miwok um, Native Americans yeah. there in Jackson. And everybody and their brother came to see that guy, too. The arena was like... yeah. The whole it was arena crazy. was going yeah, it was, nuts. Yeah, it was yeah nuts. right. When yeah, that, that guy was, walked yeah. out and after he won. Even in the hallway, yeah. they was out there, man, going wild. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, um, yeah, it, it sold out good. And it was a good fight. You know, I get more confident a little bit each time that I win. But, you know, I'm usually, each each fight gets a little, uh, the, the opponent gets a little better, I feel like. And, uh, you know, um, along with that, you know, there's uh a lot of, like, this time, man, I came in so hurt. I, I just felt confident in the fact that I actually won. I was like, wow. You know, I, I did this on, like, 50%. <laughs> you know, I tore a back muscle, like, four a month out before the fight. I dislocated my toe two months out before the fight. And then I got turf toe. I couldn't do any. Uh, I usually do CrossFit two days a week or so uh, to keep uh, straight. Yeah, turf toe, too. Oh, dude, I had turf, <laughs> I had turf toe. I couldn't, like, I couldn't shoot. Or I couldn't uh, sprawl real good with that foot. I was taping it up like a damn uh, mummy's leg, man. It was all jacked up. And then I tore a rhomboid muscle right along, Jesus. you know, uh, the spine right there. I partially tore so it. You should probably butt. chill for a minute before you fight again, shouldn't you? Um, I, I'm just going to ride a bicycle, man, and yeah. stay in decent <laughs> cardio shape right now for the next two weeks. And I'm going to go on a little four-day, five-day vacation and uh, then come back and then get back to it you know hopefully my rib will feel yeah. a little better but i mean i i've been in the gym already a couple times since uh my fight i went and uh, taught an mma class yesterday and or um on friday sorry not yesterday on friday i taught an mma class and then i'm going to teach jiu-jitsu uh tomorrow that's cool how does te- how, does teaching make you better 
everyone I, says. Everyone I think it does because you got to know your shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> you, you break it you, down. You, you can't you can't halfway know a technique and show a whole class. Well, you know they they know if you know or not. So I wanted to ask you, Bloss, that fight with Corey and, and Hara. Did it did it? Were you surprised at all, or did you think it was going to go down exactly like that? I mean, when I talked to him, he was like, uh, "I'm gonna try and shoot for the second round submission." But I mean, even when we talked, you were like. I'm going to try and take his head yeah. off. Yeah, I'm he was like, you know, out. I'm going I'm to knock him out. You know, and uh, like I said, when I seen the first couple swings, I was like, damn, he, yeah, this ain't going to go too far. This ain't going to go to the second round. I mean, I felt right when I heard the first punch. I was like, yeah, we about to hear the bell real quick because, uh, I mean, shoot, it just, that first punch, like I said, I was no, against was the nasty. back wall and it sounded like, you know, somebody just broke a window. I was like, damn. You know, and everybody's seen it in the whole crowd. It was you too. Your interview that I first saw you on um, on YouTube with with Nick, where you brought up, you know, are you, you going to test your jujitsu skills? And he was like, Yeah, you know, I, I think I match up good against him. That kind of got everyone talking. You know that 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 Nick shouldn't test um, Hara's jujitsu skills. Yeah, and I was uh, when I seen him get your back. I, you look still now that you even say you was injured. You still look comfortable. So I was like, Damn. So he really wasn't. You didn't look like shook. Any minute of the fight, you know, any second, you was just like going in there. And, uh, I mean, when we talked after the fight and you were like, yeah, I'm injured. Because, yeah. I mean, you you was, in, you was ready to go when we had interviewed you. You know, yeah. you were like, yeah, I'm feeling good. Whole training's going good. So it seems like a lot of the injuries that you did suffer, it started going like when it was coming up um, close to the fight. Huh? Ten days before the fight was the ribs, man. And that like um, right after uh, it was uh, right after our interview we took. Yeah. I hurt my back. Like I, that's when I like like the day after that. I like it was like only like two or three weeks out from the fight, maybe. And then um, after that, then the freaking ribs went, and I was just like, "Why? Why?" What was the deciding factor yeah. on? I'm not gonna pull out this fight. I'm still gonna fight. Um, too many people, man. They're like, you know, everyone was looking forward to it. And I was like, I want to win. You know, I don't know if you know I'm gonna get the same fight. You know, and I was like, I don't want to. You know. Hara's been training for the fight, too. You know, I'm like, it's a main event. You can't be the main event. And that was a huge fight. For, for, I mean, it was a huge fight for the event. Like, if that fight doesn't happen, the whole the whole thing is probably... Yeah, it, well, it would have it trashed the event, you know. Oh, the main event has been on the... They had, like, billboards in. They bought, like, three or four billboards and sh- shot that shit up. I'm like, man. And it was just me and Hara. So I was like, oh, okay, they're building the main event up. And I was like, that's cool, you know. And then I, it's kind of, it kind of, you kind of look like a punk, man, if you pull out a week before your fight, you know, you, yeah. you, like what I take usually from it is, oh man, that fool's scared, scared, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> looking like a little bitch. He's, the fight got real a week, you know, a yeah. week out, he started feeling some butterflies and couldn't handle it and pulled out, you know, and I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't want to look like that guy. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just have it out. I'm like, you know, I'm all fucked up, whatever, but that's life, bro. That actually like. Gave me a newfound respect. Not that I didn't have any, but after the fight, when you're like, I'm injured, I was like, damn. And he still came in here. And if you didn't say that, I would have never knew you were injured. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have either. Like, you look I mean, like you look like you a perform, beast in man. there. You laid like, the demo down. I yeah. was like, damn. When you, after the fight, you're like, man, you know, I'm hurt. You know, I'm like, damn. You couldn't tell. You you didn't miss a step in there. So that's why I'm saying it found you know as a compliment to you. I was like, damn. For him to be injured and say he was in that much pain for someone to admit they were in that much pain. Then go do the demonstration that you did. That was big, man. Like, that was, you know what I'm saying, real big. And it was, Thanks, uh, you know, enjo- enjoyable to watch. I was like, damn, he really did that. Yeah, no, I felt like I when when he did grab my back and, you know, it was like a body lock. I felt like the, the whole reason, well, the whole reason I, he even got on my back, I was saying, is, you know, I got that front headlock. 
and then uh, he like squeezed around my body, and I and I kind of was like squeezing like the guillotine, and then I had that uh, you know the front headlock right there, and then I was like, oh, you know, it felt like my ribs were all crunching in and like all soft, you know, and I was like, I better abort this before anything <laughs> bad happens, and I was like, I don't want like, this big ass guy taking me down and being on top of me, and like the thing that with my rib that it really. Uh, it really kept me from doing was when I'm in a prone position, like laying down, sitting up, I could not do a sit up. So if, if you would have somehow got put on your back and he had been installed him and then I'd have tried to sweep and get. Yeah. Away. So like, he had no idea you had any of those injuries yeah. or you kept them all really quiet. No, nah, he's, he's fucked up though too, man. He's, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, dude, he's been fighting for a yeah, long yeah. time. I mean, it's no secret. I, I, you know, we, we both came into the fight with injuries. I, I'm not, you know, there's I, no telling like he, he Honestly, I think he should have been a U. I think he should have got a shot in the UFC a long yeah. time ago. I mean, now he's probably, you know, he's probably past his prime a little bit. But I feel like he should have got a shot, and they discriminated against him because of his tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Well, he looks crazy, dude. He looks like you know, like he looks like a bad guy off of a movie. You know, <laughs> you know, he's, yeah, he does look crazy, man. But you know, if he if he he can't have hate tattooed on his chest and get into the UFC, but um um. Uh, what's his name? Could have um, Mexican pride tattooed on his um, you know that's okay. What's the Kane? Yeah, Cam's I, I I true blank. Kane, Sam Kane. Really? Do you know him or is like no, just... I just? I just don't like the way. He, yeah, he has got that. You know, he could have brown pride tattooed across his chest, and you know, Rampage could have the Black Panther on his arm. You know. Uh, you don't you don't see any people you know with uh, any- yeah you wouldn't go too far with anything that said white power on yeah, you yeah yeah if it said white power <laughs> well, dude I I probably wouldn't even have gotten this Indian casino who um, <laughs> that would have been discriminated against there there is one dude wasn't it uh, Doug Marshall was it Doug Marshall the Rhino doesn't he have some like I think I think he had like swats to on have, his yeah, chest but yeah. then. Uh, then he like, she changed them later. Yeah, he turned them into like uh, crosses. No, really? like that, like iron cross, almost looking. You know, that's funny. If like um, if 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 like that guy, he's an interesting one too. He's if like, Kane changed his brown pride tattoo into something else, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, what, uh, what can you change it to? It's I don't like, know, brown weed or Mexican brown weed. Or yeah, bammer, bammer weed. Um. So what's do you have any idea? So are you going to fight again for GKO? Or are you looking to move up? Or do you have any idea what you're doing next? I mean, what whatever. Uh, where do the chips ever fall? You know, I'm like, I, I want to stay active, man. I, I don't. I I want to rack up fights, man. I want to get a bunch of wins. I want. I want to be, you know, to a point even where UFC can't be like, oh, should we get this guy now? They're like, oh man, this fucker is fucking sixteen and zero and got almost all finishes. All right, yeah, we we want him, but. I'd rather, you know, within within uh, this next two fights, you know, if I, I I'd like to get picked up by UFC, you know, that's that's always been the goal. It seems like GKO is a pretty decent independent organization at it compared to a lot of them. It oh, seems man. that way on the outside. They're, they're my in. favorite. They're my favorite people ever to fight for. For one, they're local. Um, you know the 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 Jackson Rancheria workers there, you know, they treat you good. They pay you good for a local show, you know, and, uh, everything they, they get you nice and, you know, they give you a nice little warm up room. They don't, you know, sardine can you, they don't make you go in a hallway or something weird, you know, they've always been good. Like way, way back, you know, in 2007 is when I had my first and only fight. It was for GKO nice. and, and and they put on such a nice show that I felt like, man, I'm fight. I felt like in my mind, it was a, even though it wasn't a UFC fight, but in my mind, it was like a UFC fight. 
but they've they've always been good and i was and actually it was that fight card that got it squashed for a long time because there was a shitload of there was a shitload of fights that everybody partied hella hard at the um at the uh, bowling alley like they had to call the cops to you know to get us to leave and then there was fights at the hotel and there was fights in the fucking city it was like it was um it was a, it was disastrous. Yeah, yeah, so, you guys wrecked havoc upon all of Jackson. I didn't know. I broke up a lot, dude. I was drunk, but I was breaking up fights like a motherfucker. I was the fucking, I was the peacemaker that night. That from what all. you remember, huh? from what I remember, that was crazy, man. Jackson's um, such a retirement town, too. Because, <laughs> um, but the only I was looking at the, I mean, it it would make sense if if you're gonna fight for them again and they were gonna have another opponent for you that it might be Angel because he won. His fight. Have you thought about that, or have they mentioned that, or they haven't mentioned anything? You know, I'm open to whatever, though. How do you think that would go down? Same way as the horror fight. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, yeah, it, it's different opponents, different things. You know, not calling anybody out, but do you have like, do you see anybody that you'd be like this? This would be a good fight, even for the crowd. Like, if I take on this dude, this would be a good show right here. Luke Barnett in the UFC. I want to fight him again. <laughs> what about CM Punk? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> that ass clown, dude. That guy is so lame. I can't even believe that. that he's but you, you, you would take that fight, though. Oh, yeah, right. Heartbeat. Yeah. Any weight, any time, any anywhere. Weight, anytime. I'd cut to 170 in two weeks from now, from like 210, 215. <laughs> Get it on up. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance at all that he might end up being a decent fighter? Nope. No. <laughs> no chance. For one, he's like, you know. Your fight clock is only so long. Yeah. But if you if you stayed fighting and stayed training from an early age, it prolongs it. As long as you don't get a bunch of concussions and start getting knocked out easy. Yeah, yeah. But um, like uh, well, he's already had that just from he's been knocked out and concussions just from pro wrestling already. Oh yeah, has he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's been fucked up pretty bad actually. Um, I was gonna say, uh, yeah, you know, it's like. For fighting, you know, if like the uh, guys like BJ Penn, uh-huh. you know, he's been training pretty much. I, I don't know how hard he trains or whatever, but I know he trains semi consistently for a lot, a lot of years. Yeah, and he can't keep up with today's game. Well, yeah, well, now he's getting slow because he was always kind of lazy, man. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I heard he couldn't <laughs> diet. You know, people, anyone has ever said, you know, he's eating milk or drinking milk and eating cheese and, you know. Yeah, in a way, he was a motherfucker because he was so good, yeah. but he was so much better than everybody, but he didn't have to work as hard as everybody else yeah. was working. He, just, he was just good. Like, he got he got on the mat, and he was stalling out half crazy, like, you know, from yeah. way back in the, you know, very beginning. Yeah, yeah, no. He, I mean, he beat up so many different people while being, like, Eating cheeseburgers and drinking beer. Half-ass training. And, and yeah, and probably put, he's probably one of those guys who goes in and spars two or three rounds. And, you know, does a gi jiu-jitsu class. And he's like, you know, that that's good. That's it. I don't need to do anything else. Let's go over to, you know, some barbecue place and get some barbecue pork. Yeah, let's, get, let's go get some um, Hawaiian barbecue. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> get some macaroni salad. Yeah, yeah. It's, he seems like you could just tell he doesn't eat clean or anything. You know, he never, it, the only time he ever came in uh, pretty shredded was uh, when um, I think it was the Sean Shirk fight when he had uh, that old uh, yeah, he was, coach, he, yeah, trainer yeah, guy. Yeah, he was in shape for that one. Yeah, that guy, that guy put him on, man. He should have never got rid of that guy. He should have kept. Doing that, and he should have got a nutritionist. He hates B- BJ. Hates nutritionists. Like he hated um, Mike Dolce. You know, Mike like, Dolce seems so like lame though. He's having guys eat like 
a whole wheat everything. He seems like a, doesn't he seem like a little bit like a charlatan? Like a snake oil salesman, like oh I, yeah, you know, he's <laughs> this like, diet. Well, my diet will change your life. Oh yeah, you know, he's like, oh yeah, look at me, look at me from the Dolce diet. Oh, and a ton of steroids, bro. You know, and HGH <laughs> and what the fuck ever you're putting in your body. I'm like, he, I, I, he actually cornered me for my uh, Ultimate Fighter fight. Oh and, really? Um, wow. And uh, yeah, it was him. Was and, that uh, when he was on the show, or that no, was no, no, that he was just he, he, he was, was a nutrition coach for Chael, so. Um, Oh, yeah, he was probably like a steroid coach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> steroid There's a lot of nutritionist coaches that were actually steroid coaches. They're not really yeah. nutritionists. Yeah, coach. yeah, he's a mix of both, I think. He's like, here, <laughs> like, uh, eat this loaf of whole wheat bread. And then and, take this and, once a week. Yeah. yeah. Take yeah. this twice a day. I, I, I'm not really for the whole eating wheat before fights things. You know, I, I think gluten-free before fights is the way to go. Then uh, for about a week or so, I eat pizza after. <laughs> You're eating a lot of pizza after? Yeah, you know, I, I've had pizza... I love pizza. That's why I'm so fat. I've had pizza like two, two or three times since my fight. It's been like a week today or what, something. One of the things in my mind when I realized that, you know, I don't think I could do fighting was I was like, fuck, you know, I like to drink beer and eat pizza as much as I want to. And it's like, this is really getting in the way of pizza and beer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm probably not good enough to go to the U. I mean, you know, I could scrap with against some guys, but I'm not going to the UFC. So I'm getting the fuck out of this shit. I had my fun. <laughs> I won my one that. fight. I'm one and oh. Nice. Undefeated, I, undefeated fighter. <laughs> None of my fights go out of the first round. <laughs> my winning percentage is a thousand percent. Left on top. It's like, <laughs> why ever taste defeat if you don't have to? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, and then, so what, what, what's next for uh, MMA on blast? What do you guys got? What are you guys working on? I mean, right now we're trying to bring it to, uh, you know, have a show every second Saturday of month. You know, we had, um, we actually had the TJ Dillashaw interview, but, uh, you know, he, Unfortunately, he had to pull out. So we're gonna, you know, we're gonna try and get back in touch with him, see how he feels about that. But he had yeah, to pull man. out of his fight, so if it, it it fucked the interview off, or just uh, we just don't want to, we just don't want to show a pre-fight interview with no fight, you know. So it's like we we rather just get some new footage and uh, you know even talk about that kind of going and you know. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, for because I mean. Just like Nick was saying, I mean, for someone to pull out a fight, it's got to either be serious or, you know, something like that, or, uh, you, like you said, or scared or stuff. So we're yeah. trying to find out. We got to, you know, we got to shake the cage, see which one it is. I really like what you guys are doing. I mean, honestly, like, because I didn't even know you before I saw you on YouTube and I was yeah. going, looking at shit. And I like, I liked your guys' style. I, I like what you guys are bringing to the table, the camera angles, the, the way you interview people. See, well, uh, when we say MMA show with an urban flow, when I, when I say urban flow, uh, I'm like a real hip hop head. Yeah. So, uh, when I was growing up, hip hop was hard to come by. You could tell by his shoes. <laughs> yeah, phone pods and everything. But when I, when I was growing up, like you had to catch five rock videos on MTV to catch a rap. Video. That's true. So you know, and it wasn't as marketable as it was back in the day. Now you see McDonald's using hip hop. You know, uh, NBA just sports, and you know. So and to me, that's how MMA was. It was hard to come by. MMA wasn't ex- as accessible as it is today. Now you no. got gyms everywhere. You got events every month. So, you know, we thought it'd be cool to, you know, mix those two. Well, you mixed it right because a lot of times when you mix hip hop with, let's say, MMA, yeah. it sounds, they don't, it don't come, it don't come out right. It looks kind of corny. Yeah. It looked, but you, you did it, I think, in such a way where it's right. I mean, cause it's us and it's organic. It's not a character. We're not going in here, you know, like a wrestler. Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan in the ring, but he's Terry at home. You know, yeah. I'm Bloss when I'm on YouTube. I'm Bloss when I'm not. You know, and you know, we let me tell you something, brother. We tried to give them the platform, like when uh, we did an interview with Nick. You know, he was just Nick. Anybody that comes through, we we don't want to 
don't try and be nice on here. If you got, if you want to shoot out some thank yous, that's cool. If you want to shoot out some fuck yous, you could do that too. Yeah. You know, that's the show we want. We want people to be able to go on there and be like, hey, let my guard down, be me. Don't worry about being judged. Because sometimes, I mean, that's what makes it more interesting when people, like you say, John Jones, you know. Yeah. Two different, the Jekyll and Hyde thing. Mother. Yeah, you know, you, you don't want to see that. You really want to see some people. You know, when you're on ESPN, something like you understand you got to do certain things. But when you're on like, a, you know, shows like these, you should be able to be yourself. So people really yeah. get a, you know, true feeling if they really like you or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, I might like you as a fighter, but I might think you're an asshole as a real person, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me find that out. Don't yeah. give me a fake dude that I got to, you know, think I like. Then when I meet you, I'm like, man, why did I even follow this dude, you yeah. know? So that's what we're trying to, you know, just bring to it. I mean, I really like, like I said a million times already, I really, it just caught my eye. I was like, man, this is a little bit different. This is a little bit raw. This is, this is good. I like where they're going with this. And then I like your kind of, direct, your interview style, you kind of get a little direct and to the point, you know? I think you should keep, you know, doing more of that and, you know, keep asking the tough questions. Yeah, we don't want to like bore anybody. We want to get like, Four or five shit. good core questions. Yeah, like, what do you want to hear? You know, you want to hear about this dude's next fight, how he feels about it. You don't want to be like, hey, man, so what's your favorite color? And, uh, so, uh, you know, what's your favorite? What was your first car when you were 16? Nah, fuck that, man. Red. Do you feel like you're going to knock this motherfucker and, out? Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's, see, and, what's your favorite uh, football team? <laughs> and uh, 08 uh, Mitsubishi Eclipse. Blue. See? <laughs> See now wasn't nobody listening to that. Yeah. Now we're like, okay, now we're like, hey, you're gonna knock this motherfucker out again, now they're listening again. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. what we tried to do, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, fortunately we got people like, you know, Nick that had no problem coming in and you know, especially that gym, you know. Cameras don't come in that gym too often, you know. Yeah, it's probably it's probably not too easy to get a camera in. There, I would imagine. That no, 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 no. I get the pass off. And, yeah. and people people always, whenever they hit me up for an interview, I'm like, Yeah, sure, come in. <laughs> so it, I, I, every now and then I'll get a sideways look or something, but no, they're pretty cool. It's, it's, it's one thing I did want to ask you, you know, because you've had the, uh, the the experience of training with Nick and Nate, and you've also been able to watch what they've been through with the media and with you know executives in the UFC. Have you been able to take any of that in and learn, you know, from some of the things that they've gone through? I don't know. Nick makes a lot of money in it. No, no, I, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, Nick, Nick makes a lot of money, so I, th- I think it, it, I, I don't know his media thing. I think it's the uh, same thing. I think he doesn't really like uh, he doesn't really like to be on camera. And but he's this like last year and a half. He's got if you look at all his interviews, man, it's like way. He different. does great interviews. He's got this. Yeah. I mean, he's got mysticism like crazy. Like people are just—that's how he is in real life, dude. Yeah. He has that. Like, you go to the bar with him, and he has that. Dude, people come up and they're like, "Oh, you know." Do um when you hang out with him, do guys ever like get up in in, in like your guys' girl at the bar, like you know? No, people usually. I mean, he Nick's real nice, and I, I'm nice unless you come up to me wrong at the bar, and then yeah. I might whip your ass. So I mean, you know? so some <laughs> drunk guy like trying to tell you like you know you need to throw more leg kicks, so you're not uh, moving your head. There, or- there's always some uh, yeah, some guy you know they're like yeah, you should really try and do this, and I'm like. I, I, I take it for what it is. If, if they're like being nice, I'm like, he's just trying to help me <laughs> yeah. by giving me the <laughs> retarded information that he has in his, you know, and within him. I'm like, I'll, I'll just take it as, you know, okay, he's trying to help me. But then, you know, then yeah, every now and then you get the drunk hanging guy or something. I don't go to the bar that much, but, uh, when, when, you know, you get the drunk hanging guy telling you this and this and this. But usually they're just like, oh, man. Oh, you did this and this. That was awesome. Uh, and then I just have to hear about what I did for like four minutes, and then I, and then I and then I do the 
turn and walk or oh, I got to go to the bathroom or, you know, I'm going to drink something, you know, and just like dip out. Pick up the phone real yeah. quick. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dip out real fast. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, hey, man, I want to thank both of you guys for coming here early in the morning. I know it's probably a little bit of a bitch to wake up this this early, but thank oh, you. Yeah, thanks for coming fair. in. And man, thank I you. I appreciate, you know. MMA everybody. on Blast. MMA on Blast. Check that out. Go to YouTube. Um, you. YouTube Nick Coring's fights. Kill shot. He's, you mean, he's smashing motherfuckers. Look for uh, big things coming from him. You have anything else you want to plug or throw out there? Um, yeah, all my sponsors, uh, you know, that are helping me. Uh, TrueNutrition.com. Um, Waterloo Wellness Medical Collective, uh, Ziggy Smoke Shop 209, Pro Train Food for Fitness, uh, XL Physical Therapy, and, um, CrossFit Demolition, and Caesar Gracie Jiu Jitsu Lodi. Awesome. Check all, check all that shit out. Tim, thanks for giving me the mic. I think this...